Don't look back here, the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. It was a strong day for our markets today, and we got a strong close here as well. Uh, a bit of a turnaround Tuesday. I, you could call it that. Uh, we finished mixed yesterday, You know, two out of our four major indexes, positive, kind of flat, really. But the key yesterday was that the close wasn't what we wanted to see. You know, you want to see a strong smart money hour. And it's just not what we got yesterday. We saw a ton of other reasons to be bullish as Kip covered in yesterday's podcast. But today we got the reversal at the close like we wanted to see. And not necessarily a reversal from negative to positive. We did dip negative briefly this morning. But we got a strong smart money hour for all of our major indexes to finish at or near their highs of the day today. So that is a much better signal uh, that we like to see here exactly what we wanted to see today with some carry through with that. But the biggest pattern change that we've continued to see here really after, I mean, a month or, or more of weak to mixed internals. We've started to take a bit of a shift here and it really, we noticed it big time yesterday. We've seen it in a few other sessions as well where we have a mixed day or even a slightly lower day where we've had positive internals. And so we saw that again here today, saw it yesterday as Kip covered as well. Those are major confirming factors for us here. So I'll cover that here more in a little bit today, got a lot to cover. Uh, so let's take a look at our market action on the day today. Finish positive across the board here. The Russell 2000 small caps leading the way up 1.63% to 2045. We were followed there by the NASDAQ up one, just under 1.3% to 14,194. Next up was the Dow up 1.06% to 35,000. 462 and lastly the S&P 500 up just over eight tenths of 1% to 4,521. I also want to point out today two areas that we want to see perform much better. They've been lagging our major indexes here are housing and transports are two key leading economic indicators. Housing still has a lot of work to do here. We're, we're getting putting some distance today at least between its 52 week low or as close to it, it's recent low at least, um, up a nice 1.67%. We've seen much better action um, elsewhere in housing like the real estate market, uh, but we still wanna see these, these areas improve from here. But the transports, getting back above their 200 day moving average today, after dipping below it really pretty briefly, these blips below the 200 day moving average though for the transports have been followed by massive moves higher. It's exactly what we want to see here. And keep in mind, right now, we are still in the most seasonally bullish time of the year to be in the markets, right? We got until May. The period between October to May is by far the most bullish time to be in the markets. I believe. It's about 90% of stock market gains occur between those periods. And not only that, equity inflows continue to be strong. 
Uh, we saw huge numbers of not only equity inflows, but share buybacks in 2021. And this year is off to a very strong start here as well. And then of course, folks, we're just about to wrap up year two of this bull market. Remember, obviously our markets fell significantly in March of 2020. So this March, or really, I guess about April, will mark two years in to this bull market. So we're now just entering year three of this bull market, which on average, bull markets last five to six years. Uh, <laughs> and not to mention, this really is an unprecedented bull market. And I know we've heard that word a lot over the last two years, but that is certainly the case in this scenario, that this bull market has been driven and will continue to be driven by never before seen amounts of global liquidity. Uh, talk about, you look at money supply, you look at fiscal and monetary policy, uh, stimulus programs, all kinds of things uh, just have never been seen before in this market, uh, which we do believe will continue to drive this market higher. It'll continue to drive inflation higher as well. But the best way to be protected against inflation is to own assets. And stocks are certainly in that category, whether it's stocks, real estate, cryptocurrency. That's the only protection that we have against inflation, which is why we've been really pounding the table for two years now of why you should be heavily invested in this market, using pullbacks to add to positions and put on new positions. And we believe that the recent pullback that we've seen, getting so many people. I saw a guy, um, I, was just, I was eating lunch today, I saw a guy on talking about a from here, a 50% pullback in the markets. I actually kind of liked this point because what he was trying to say is it won't be a bear market. It's just a reversion to the mean and then we'll be back off to the races. Uh, so of course, people say a bear market is a 20% pullback. I mean, it's really an arbitrary level that they, they say. Uh, and he made a good point that a bear market is a period of time where assets are trending downwards. So he wasn't necessarily saying that we're going to see a big trend, a new trend in the market going downwards, but a 50% pullback before we can resume the bull market. I mean, hey, if that were to happen, you got to take it as it comes. We'd use it as a buying opportunity for all of the reasons I just mentioned, but we don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, so many people out there calling for a move like that, whether it's 10, 20, 30% from here. No, folks, we think the lows are in the one. 24 capitulation lows we look for those levels to hold if we were to go below those numbers then you know we we go back to our thinking here on it but the way we see it for right now we continue to put space in between those 124 lows and we expect that to continue from here and another big reason for that that i didn't mention yet is corporate earnings uh the market doesn't peak until earnings peak. And yes, Q1 estimates have been revised lower by some companies, but overall, we've been beating on earnings per share. We've been beating on, on revenue estimates and on just revenue in general. So this is an important point, I think, that a lot of companies, and you hear people talking about it, I have cut uh, or have lowered their estimates for Q1 now compared to Q4 but they've been revising Q2 
Q2 and Q3 estimates higher from here. That's great to see from our mar from from companies. Uh, we think it's going to be another strong year here for earnings in 2022. And again, the market doesn't peak until earnings peak. Uh, so we still have some names to go for for Q4 earnings here. Uh, it's, it has slowed down a little bit compared to the major weeks we got, but we still got a big week coming up here. I mean, today we after the close, uh, still some of these coming in now. You got Lyft and Peloton tomorrow. We have CVS, Uber, which that'll be an interesting one to see on Thursday. Coca-Cola. And the one that I'm really interested in seeing this week will be Twitter. It'll be interesting to see how they did compared to Facebook. Facebook, with a big earnings miss, down massively. I mean, Twitter also down massively. They're down now 50%. From their highs of early 2021, Facebook down 40% since its highest level from, from its all-time high in September of last year. Down 40%. That's its lowest level now since June of 2020. So it'll be interesting to see if Twitter follows that. Twitter also right at about a 52-week low right now, just above it, barely though. But the best thing about Facebook falling so far is that they also bought nearly 30 billion in their stock. They did a stock buyback of nearly 30 billion at around the 330 price point. I mean, the stock is now, excuse me, the stock is now at about 220. I believe that was the last I saw. Let's get a final look here. Um, yeah, 220 and 18 cents, nailed it. Um, but that is down, I mean, that's a 30% drop from where they did their share buyback. Uh, and the, the stock just continued to fall. And then a big one, at least I think this is really interesting, is that it was announced yesterday that Peter Thiel will be leaving the board of Facebook. Now, I've seen some mixed reports here, whether or not it was his choice to leave or it was Facebook asking him to leave because of he openly supports the America first Donald Trump agenda here and has said that he wants to push that agenda even more going into the midterms. I did see some notes about that, that some people on the board might've been pushing him out as well. And talk about hypocrisy from Facebook. This company that talks so much about inclusion and diversity and diversity of opinions, right? No, they're now they're, of course, censoring people, kicking off the Facebook groups for the trucker convoys. It started with the Canadian group that was banned, and they tried to start one here in the United States, had something like 130,000 members, got banned as well. Those people are not coming back to your platform. Once that happens, once you've lost customers for life, that is not a winning strategy here. So I guess diversity only counts when you agree with their opinion. We've seen that a lot over the last few years and it just seems to be getting more and more true here. Uh, they look at us as this fringe minority group as Justin Trudeau would say, uh, <laughs> keep looking at us that way. I think you got another thing coming. But it is great to see somebody like a Peter Thiel who, you know, we obviously don't know him personally, but I highly encourage you to read his book, Zero to One, fantastic book. Um, 
and really seems like an honest individual. I mean, to buck the trend as much as he had for somebody who's had so much success and and take such an unpopular opinion. I mean, those are the kind of people that I want to follow more of. I think we all want to follow more of and see more of. So hopefully he stays true to that message and it'll be great to see what he can do to help out in the, the midterm elections here to help secure as many America First candidates to win elections as possible. And like I said, uh, in his book, Zero to One, which he co-wrote, uh, with Blake Masters, which was a former student of his, I believe, uh, is also running for Senate in Arizona. So these guys don't just talk the talk. They walk the walk. Now, of course, we'll see if he gets elected and what he does from there. Hopefully not another rhino in disguise. Uh, but Peter Thiel and Blake Masters certainly seem like people who you want on your side. So I hope that that rings true. Uh, and another important point here that we see as a key for our markets is the midterms. We know right now already, President Biden has no coattails. His agenda already appears to be dead in the water, which is great for our markets because the markets love gridlock in DC. It means they can't put in policy that could affect the markets, right? Businesses can learn to adapt to current regulation and continue on for as business as usual without expecting any or without anticipating any unexpected policy announcements, right? But if the market continues to rally into the midterms, I will take that as a signal that the Republicans not only take back the House and the Senate, but absolutely sweep in doing so. And I say that because the market is a discounting mechanism. It looks months out. So we're seeing that rally going into the midterms. I mean, it tells us even more that these communist pro-government agenda that Biden has pushed will be even more dead in the water than they already are. And uh, if we can lock in some pro-Trump policy candidates, some pro-business growth, as opposed to pro-government growth officials, I mean, that's a perfect environment to see this melt-up bull market continue uh, to some of our goals that we have by over the next three to four years. But uh, back to the markets now. As I mentioned earlier, over, especially over the shorter term here, we've loved this pattern chain that, change that we've seen in the internals. Like I said earlier, after about a month or more of mixed-to-week internals, we're finally seeing a pattern change here, namely yesterday where we did finish mixed on the day and we were able to finish with, with relatively strong internals for a mixed day like we saw yesterday and we saw that continue today. Advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks, nothing massive, just under two to one um, for both the NYC and the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs and lows do continue to be unimpressive, but this is a lagging indicator. When you get a big sell-off, stocks are obviously closer to 52-week lows than they are to 52-week highs. So this will take a little time to catch back up. But lastly, volume coming in strong on the day, almost two to one positive for the NYSE and about two and a half to one positive for the NASDAQ on the day today. I'll also point out that the NASDAQ had a strong day today in the semis led up 2.05% for SMH, the semiconductor ETF. It's exactly what you want to see. The semis outperforming tech as a whole. 
Next up, looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with eight out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by materials, consumer discretionary, financials, and tech. Our laggards on the day were energy as oil uh, has started to pull back a little bit. I mean, one day of a pullback isn't a whole lot. Uh, but then next up was real estate and communication services for our laggards on the day. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch gold now up about three tenths of 1% to $1,827 an ounce. Silver now up just over half a percent to $23.30 an ounce. Copper up just under two tenths of 1% to $4.47 a pound. And oil, as I mentioned earlier, pulling back today, actually back below $90 a barrel, not by a lot here, but down about 2% on the day to $89.50 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin now flat on the day, really pretty flat, I guess, down about one tenth of 1% to 44,091 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com, click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.